0: Welcome, you are listening to the Sioux Falls Startup Stories Podcast. All right, welcome guys to the final episode of season two. We're on episode eight of season two for the Sioux Falls Startup Stories Podcast. And I am, it's bittersweet, but I'm excited to be kind of wrapping up this season. Uh, I've had just kind of an interesting couple of months where I've had a hard time managing my schedule, uh, just in all my personal projects and with my uh, uh, businesses that I've been running. And just everything has kind of come to fruition. So I haven't been great at posting uh, the episodes regularly, um, getting the interviews done, getting the podcast editing done. If you guys don't know what it takes to put this style of podcast together, there's a lot of back end time that goes into producing these. Um, I've gotten better every time that I do them, but in all, from the first point of contact uh, until the end of the podcast when I post it, it's almost 10 hours of work that goes into each podcast. Maybe eight. Maybe I can get it down to eight. Kind of just depends on the interview. So, anyways, uh, this episode, this final episode, uh, is we're talking with Trevor Nash Keller. Uh, I'm super excited to talk to this guy. He is a lifelong entrepreneur, he has done tons of businesses. He is very uh, risk-averse, I would say, Um, and he's just done a lot of cool stuff, and he's got some great perspective and some great insights uh, just into business and entrepreneurship and his journey kind of walking through a lot of different experiences. So I'm really excited to talk with him, but first let's kind of get to know uh, who Trevor is and kind of where he came from.
1: Um, well, I grew up in a small town called Selby, which is in the you know, upper northern part of the state here. It's a really small town. It's like 700 people. Um, so a lot of, a lot of, there wasn't a lot to do there. So it was either playing outside or that's kind of when the internet came along for me. So I started tech at a really young age. Um, I ended up going to Dakota State University. I was in for computer security. Um I actually started off with computer science and kind of moved around into the security aspect. Um, I moved to Sioux Falls after this, I have uh, four kids now. So it's a lot of separating, trying to separate family and work. Um, that's kind of the gist of it. I've mostly always been an entrepreneur, um, had a few other jobs here and there. but.
0: So Trevor's always pretty much been an entrepreneur, but he did start out after college with a like, quote-unquote real job, as we call it. He pursued a degree in tech and cybersecurity, so I'm sure he had his hopes working in some super-secret lab for the CIA or something crazy like that.
1: I essentially wanted to be a system admin for a decent-sized corporation, um, which is kind of what I did do um, before I actually even walked the stage, I had a job at a company in town here, a credit card company, and I was there one of two head sysadmins. I actually really liked it for the most part, other than having um, certain things holding you back, I guess, from doing more than maybe you're capable of doing. so.
0: So it wasn't quite the CIA, but it was a pretty typical career path for a college grad in this field. But there is a bigger story here that Trevor just starts to touch on, and it's the things that hold you back. This is the the single largest reason that many people become entrepreneurs. They just can't stand the top down structure of the corporate world of the corporate world. And honestly, I can't blame them. I was there once, too. But Trevor has always had the entrepreneurial inkling, even since he was a kid. Well, growing up, even I had the
1: entrepreneurial spirit. I, you know, when I was a kid, I had
0: a worm farm and I was selling worms to
1: the fishermen there because we lived right right along the river. And uh, any little thing I could think of when creepy crawlers were a thing, I was making pins and necklaces and selling them to the teachers at school. And I mean, I always was trying to do something, but I guess I didn't really realize the possibilities um, of starting your own company until you know basically right when I was graduating college um, in college I had many little things that I was doing I never worked anywhere really I was always doing my own little things like modding Xboxes and, and things of that sort um, so I, I did have that feeling but I guess I didn't realize the capabilities there were to make money in it until until I like I said about finished college and really started to look into things um, especially like marketing related things combining tech and marketing more or less and All I had to do was just see what was possible, and then it was like game over for me at that point. I knew that that's, at that time, for that time anyways, that's what I wanted to do.
0: So Trevor starts to give us a a bit of an idea as to what he does. His business, I should clarify one of his businesses, is Nash Keller Media. He combines tech and marketing, but he does it in a big way. But marketing is a long way off from cybersecurity. So why would he leave his job anyways? I mean, he was well-paid. It was a relatively straightforward gig, gig. So what was the catalyst that drove him out of this, I mean, relatively good career? Well, a
1: big part of it was that I, I had different visions, I guess, for going about things. So instead of doing a lot of manual work, like going around to 600 computers, manually installing a piece of software, um. I saw no reason for that when you can distribute it across a network of computers and verify if things were installed. I mean, there's no reason to be putting that type of man hours into certain things. And I think I just wasn't on the same page with with everybody there about that. And they weren't about automation. And that kind of, that just sort of didn't sit well with me that, like, why are we doing a half-assed job at, at this stuff when we could be doing it so much better? Um, and it just kind of, I started looking a lot more into um, you know, online marketing and advertising and starting to pursue it on the side. And then, then at that point, like I said, it was kind of game over and I, I started Nash Keller Media and right away month one, it was like a very, very good success. So I was lucky that I wasn't struggling for six months trying to figure out if this was going to work or not. Like it, it worked and it was just kind of scaling it at that point. So I was very lucky there, I will say, and I got in at the right time where prices are so out of control almost lately at a lot of, um, you know, Facebook ads, Google AdWords, anywhere you're going to buy traffic. Really, prices are just very inflated compared to what they were five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, so that made things really easy to get started also. So such low cost.
0: Now, Trevor chalks things up to luck, the right place at the right time. The market was prime, and I guess it's easy to think that, especially on the outside looking in. But while Trevor may have been lucky in his circumstances, he saw the opportunity in front of him, and he went for it. That takes a lot more than just luck. That takes quitting your job and going all in on something that you believe in. This was 10 years ago, and Trevor was just 23. He was building a family, he had a baby and a soon-to-be wife, he had a good career and a stable income and he dropped it all, all of this for some marketing gig.
1: First of all, the, I didn't go into work that day expecting to resign. Um, it Just, I wouldn't say an argument, but like, you know, got talking about things and we couldn't come to the same agreement and I more or less kind of said, well, I'm not appreciated here and not, can't do anything that I wanna do, uh, well, why am I even here? And they pretty much said, well, here, do you wanna resign? And being stubborn I was like well yeah I do and I remember walking out of there going man I really hope everything that I've been trying to plan here is all gonna go as it should because I have a mouth you know two mouths to feed three with me and it it was really that drive home was scary but as soon as I got behind my computer and really just hustled for days weeks a month or less I was so confident in what I was doing I wasn't I was not at that point scared at all. It was just really just having the guts to say, like, I'm done and then processing it for a few minutes and then just
0: letting that go and not being
1: worried about it or scared about it.
0: Having the guts to say I'm done processing it for a short time and then listen to this, letting that go. This is it. And this is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. You need skills and you need to have a plan. You need to be able to make money and build a system, but you have to quit whatever it is that's holding you back from that. It could be a job, it could be a bad relationship, whatever that is, tell it you're done, process it for a fo- short time, and then let it go. <laughs> that's a lot to process this early in the conversation. But now that Trevor is on his way to building a company and making his own money, how did he define success? Like, what did that future look like for him?
1: Honestly, I don't know what success looked like then, I guess. Thinking back of it, I was making way more money than I thought I would be. So, I mean, I just knew I was having success. Um, Now it's much different. I would have done a lot of things differently. Um, Definitely had ups and downs over the years, you know, Maybe Google AdWords puts in restrictions for some certain offer I'm, you know, promoting a lot and I lose that. I mean, there's just lots of things that happen. Um, Now, I mean, success, is a lot of it is honestly about being diversified. So I like to have my hands in lots of different little things. And that way, if something does go wrong somewhere one year, uh, it sucks and all, but it's really not that big of a deal when you have all these other spokes on a bike wheel kind of, keeping you in the right form or whatever.
0: The energy and the vibe from Trevor from this conversation, it honestly made me a little surprised that, that he even mentioned that he had bad years or a, or a bad month. It seemed that everything in his marketing business that he touched was turning to gold. So when he did hit a rough patch in his business, especially in the early days when When we can find ourselves, just it's easier to be hard on ourselves when we make mistakes. So did he ever have doubts that he was able to make this work long term?
1: I don't know if I've ever been doubtful on knowing that most of the things I do will succeed or work out. And a lot of that is my mindset of like fail faster. Like if I do a project and I fail, I don't really care and don't get down on myself because nobody succeeds at every single thing they do in their life so you have to be know that you're doing this there's a possibility for failure as long as you did for the most part the best that you could that the failure doesn't matter and to move on um I've definitely had times though where I have felt I don't know n- not like not scared or worried or knowing that you can't do it but just kind of down because things aren't going the way that you envision them at times um and that can be really tough, and especially if you're like a solo business owner, you don't have a partner really to, you know, ha- lay your head on his shoulder or whatever you want to, however you want to say that. But um, So you kind of have to just internalize that all yourself and deal with it. So I would say that can be a little bit of a stress, but for the most part, I'm very happy um, with the way that everything's gone and never had any two tough of situations to deal with, so...
0: Remember earlier in this episode when I said that Trevor wasn't just lucky? I take that back. But in all honesty, this is another attribute that successful entrepreneurs either have or they learn over time. And that lesson is just that failure is a part of life, it's a part of business, and it's a part of just learning and adapting and moving on. Now, this isn't easy for some of us, especially me. And if you've listened to any part of this podcast, you'll kind of get that I get hung up on failure pretty hard. But I will say this, it does get easier, and you do eventually learn, adapt, and move on. But for Trevor, it almost seems that this is just natural. He makes a misstep, he corrects it, and he keeps going as if it never happened. And with that comes confidence. And for many of us, landing a big client or a big project, it can sometimes be intimidating Intimidating to the degree that it paralyzes us, again, some of us, from just ever even going after the big clients, forever pursuing our full potential. But that's not exactly Trevor.
1: I get what you're saying. I could say I maybe maybe thought that way a time or two, but for the most part, no. Because I I really have seen the insides and outsides of so many businesses that I know like, you know, almost almost anything can work. I know how they work. It's just about doing it right. And sometimes even when you do it right... Like I'm saying, it just might not work. I mean, you can have great ideas and do it exactly how you should have done it, but maybe people just don't want that product or, or service. So I don't know if I'd say I have really ever had that so much, but I completely know what you're saying. I'd say to add to that, though, like something that's a little bit, not the same, but a little bit similar is I get sort of like information paralysis, sort of where I know so many different things I want to be doing and that are possible to do really well that I sometimes like hesitate on just picking one and really moving forward with it at a steady stream instead I kind of sometimes want to jump around and do this one and then try this out and I think it's my nature of I like to learn and I like to test a lot and so like doing the same thing too long gets a little bit boring to me um So it's a little bit unrelated, but like informational paralysis is a thing, I think. And the more that you kind of know and and read and study and whatever, it, it holds you back from actually just doing sometimes.
0: On this final episode of the podcast, I wanted to take this little brief commercial moment to thank our very special sponsors, which is Matt Paulson specifically, but the group that he runs, uh, he has a Facebook group, Startup Sioux Falls, and he also has a really, really great website that he built. It curates a ton of information for entrepreneurs and resources. It also houses this very podcast. Clinton Brown has a new um, live thing that he does on the Facebook group. It's really a great community that Matt is working on. So a special thanks for him. If you want to know what that website is, it is SiouxFalls.Eco or SiouxFalls.Eco. Sioux Definitely go check it out. And if you run into Matt at Coffee, just give him a thanks and uh, for the support of this podcast. We also have mine and my wife's business, Juniper Apothecary, which supports this podcast by allowing me to take the time away from doing that to be able to sit here and edit and process and meet all of these fantastic guests. And on that note, I want to thank everybody who has been on the podcast so far. We've had two now amazing seasons with some amazing stories, and I'm hoping that season three is going to be just as good or better. And to the listeners of this podcast, Thank you for you guys. I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for the feedback that I get from you, from people that uh, respond to the emails or they respond to Facebook and they say, hey, I really love this episode. It connected and resonated with me. So if you have something to say about this podcast, please share it with me. This is truly the reason I do this. Share it with friends. Keep the content fresh and alive and going. And with that, let's get back to Trevor's podcast. So Trevor talks about information paralysis. I've never really heard of this, but boy, I have experienced it. Sometimes I feel like I can see five paths to success, and maybe they'll all work, and maybe one is the answer, and yeah, I ended up picking the wrong one, and it can be rough. But once again, Trevor doesn't get hung up on that. He chalks it up to an experiment. Now he knows the answer. But those experiments, boy, they can be expensive, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, even, so a lot of what we're doing now, we're not using our own money to pay for ads. We're using our client money, um, and it's a, it's a different model, but it's the same concept. We're buying traffic and sending it to them. Um, years ago, though, it was all our own money. So if I tested an offer, I might throw $5,000, $20,000 at it to, to test it out and see if it works. And I mean, 20% of what we put up probably worked, so we had a lot of losers like that. Um, it came down to just really like methodical testing and setting number. When, when this happens, shut it off. Don't get emotional with things. Don't get them. And that's same thing with like, if, if you know any traders or anything, don't get emotional with the trade. Um, same with buying ads, man. Don't get emotional with that ad. If you put in a bunch of time making that perfect, um, copy or, or image or landing page, don't get emotional about it and just keep pumping money into it. Thinking things are going to change because they're not. Um, for us, it's like testing ad, 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 ad. There's no emotions. This is the winner. Shut the rest off. What won out of this? Okay, F- four more ads like that. Okay, what won out of that? And it's just, it's very methodical really for the most part and, and really trying to stay unattached from it, which is hard.
0: If you play poker, you can relate to this. A good poker player knows to never get attached to your hand. The saying goes something like this. If you get married to your hand, it'll end in divorce of your chips. Now, how true is that in the world that Trevor is in? But financial failure can be some of the most difficult aspects of just failure in general, especially when you've gone all in and you've lost it. But Trevor was always strategic about spending his money. In the early days, he didn't have the resources he does now to test the limits and kind of push things a little farther than he might have before.
1: Like starting off, I'm testing things at very minimal amounts, being really, really strict about when I'm shutting things off, even if it wasn't statistically significant enough to have proven that it wasn't a winner. Where in you know, the more you grow your business, the bigger risks you are willing to take. And that 20000 I mean, if I'm doing that with 10 different offers and one of them works out, um, that one offer is going to make that back in a couple weeks and run for six months to a year. So it's, it's things that you grow to. But in the beginning, yeah, I think it's really hard. And it really hurts when you save up money to do something that you would want to do. And then it just get eaten up and thrown away. And you feel like a failure when and when you really weren't even. You just maybe don't have the resources to, to be able to test a lot right away in the beginning. And you're going to have failures. And
0: it's tough. It is tough, especially with what he says about resources no lacking resources can be the most challenging part of building a business even if you have low overhead you still need to have money you have to put money in to get money out and that's just the way business works and even trevor in the early days even he lacked resources
1: so i, I can like starting up right away even i i mean i didn't have a ton of money i took the couple thousand dollars i had extra and started doing this, um, but I was providing ROI and all I needed was more money to put into it and it would provide the same amount of ROI. Um, so for me, it seems really stupid not to just go get as much money as I could. Um, so I took out as many credit cards as I could and I uh, borrowed money from my dad just a little bit and from a friend that I have just a little bit um, and paid them all back within like... 30, I mean, you get paid every 30 days with this stuff initially. Now it's like weekly or daily, but then it was 30 days. So I just needed money to keep it running because if it wasn't running, I wasn't making more money. Um, so that's a little bit different, I think, than getting, than having to get funding for something that isn't proven yet. Um, which is why I really believe in starting really small and like proving something at a minimal cost before you really jump all the way in Um I told you earlier a little bit about Terror 29, but even there, like, we're trying to bootstrap as much as we can year one and really prove this out, but we have much grander plans for everything. Wouldn't make sense to do those big grand plans, though, if there's not the demand here or or whatnot. It's just a waste of money then. So, you know, prove things first before you
0: really take too much money, time, and effort in putting it into... So... Trevor had started his business on credit cards and borrowed money. Now, personally, coming from a Dave Ramsey style of budgeting, I have an instant aversion to debt like this. Even though I can see its necessity, and Trevor could see that he had a proven system that was working and uh, he was getting good returns, he himself was still unproven, but he remained disciplined and focused, and he didn't let anything scare him from just going bigger.
1: I mean, honestly, I wasn't, it didn't bother me. I just, I knew it was going to work because I, I was seeing it working regularly over and over. No matter how much more money I put in, it was providing the same back. Um, on In that situation anyways, I, it, it didn't bother me or scare me at all. Actually, all I wanted to do was get paid faster so I could pay things off faster and get higher credit limits. Uh, and that was That was it, really.
0: I mentioned earlier in the show that Trevor has had either has or has had multiple businesses. Nash Keller Media is the driver, it's his main focus, but he's dived into other ventures as well. This adds to the statement I made at the beginning of the episode that Trevor is what many would call risk averse. He's just not afraid of risking a little to prove out a, a business model or a system and ultimately go all in to its success.
1: So okay. some I'm happy to talk about, some not. Um, the first, second, or the second venture, I guess, was I was promoting, at the time, yeah, <laughs> funny we just talk about weight loss pills, but I was promoting a certain, a green tea weight loss pill, um, well, yeah, um, we were doing a lot of sales for this company, and I kind of, I, I knew what their margins were on their back end, and I was thinking, like, well, why am I sending this to them when I could literally just do the same thing and just send it to myself. So um, I started up a supplement company and had a formula developed and was selling weight supplements uh, for a while. And I, that wasn't financially a failure, I guess. It was not a massive money maker, but uh, it was a failure to me because I, it's not what I wanted to do. It's not where my passion is, is selling weight loss pills. I also don't like, I like to do things as, with as least responsibilities as possible. So something as simple as sending traffic to someone is much simpler than sending traffic to your own huge sophisticated, like you've got funnels, you've got mids you have to worry about, merchant processing, and just a a lot, a lot of things. Um, You know, even just getting formulas developed and shipped and into a fulfillment center and I don't really like to have to manage all that stuff. So for me, it was not worth the time, I guess, um, regardless if it was profitable or not. So that would be one venture. And most all the ventures I've been involved with are very related to marketing and advertising. Um, So lead gen for, you know, think like plumbers and um, pest control, things like that. Uh, that's another venture that I've gone down. Um, right now we have Terror 29, a haunted house. So I have a good friend, Zach Tenabo who <clears throat> came to me with a great idea uh, to start a really awesome haunted house. The, the goal and picture is actually much bigger than just a haunted house. But like I said about starting things risk-free and as small as you can, um, we have that picture with that. So you won't be able to see it at the haunted house that we bootstrapped this and really worked our butts off on it <clears throat> but we'll be able to see that um, you know in our accounting which is awesome because we don't want to put a bunch of money into this and and it not prove itself but um, terror 29 should be really cool I am really excited for that it's one of the first kind of like public facing you know brick and mortar type things that I've dealt with um, but marketing and advertising for that is is, is so fun because it's now, it's like a fun destination for people to go to and have fun and they want to go and have these things. It's so much it's so easy to just show, hey, here's what we're building in here today and, and do a 60 second video and people want to see it, they want to share it, they want to engage with it. They kind of want to be a piece of it and a part of it, which gets them involved. Um, it's way more fun than trying to sell a t-shirt because nobody's passionate about buying a t-shirt, you know um,
0: Yeah, so that venture is really fun. As we wrap up this final episode of season two, I can't help but think about some of the takeaways that Trevor shared. His experience of quitting his job with family intel, overcoming failure, big and small, keeping emotion out of his decisions and disciplined and when they're working and especially when they're not. And finally, proving something out before going all in. After the episode, me and Trevor went out for a beer. He shared so many more experiences with me. He introduced me to some friends, and we just had a really great conversation. Trevor is the kind of guy that you can instantly like. He's instantly relatable, and he's just really all-around a great person. If you're interested in checking out Trevor's business, Nash Keller Media, uh, you can find them online at nashkellermedia.com. And then his newest venture, which he kind of talked about, uh, called Terror 29. It does look really cool, by the way. You can find them online on their website at terror29.com, or they're also active on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. I did tell Trevor that he probably wouldn't see me going into a haunted house because I scare easily. Make fun of me all you want, I just do not like haunted houses. But he filled me out on a little secret that might just make it really cool for people like me. So give Terra29 a follow on all the things as they release updates in the future. And finally, a thanks to our sponsor, Startup Sioux Falls and Matt Paulson, also Juniper Apothecary and all the guests of the show, and to you, the listeners. We'll be taking a break for the summer and we'll be spinning up season three bigger and better in the fall. I have plans to do video and uh, some some snippets of um, more content and just lots of really cool things. If you're not already signed up for our email list, you can do so by visiting the website siouxfalls.eco slash podcast. That's siouxfalls.eco slash podcast. There's a little sign up box right there click that, you'll be signed up. I'm going to be sending out some bonus material over the summer, uh, exclusive offers. Um, There's going to be a gift card that's going to be given away. So if you're not signed up, now's the time to do so. All right, everybody, have a great summer.